0: Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News, Talk, Traffic. Good afternoon to you. Jason Kong here with Tr- Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Mann, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, man. Can you believe the longest day of the year has already passed as well? I,
0: I feel like I have felt that in, uh, in more ways than one, but uh, no, it's, it's hard to believe that the calendar's flying by. Half
1: half the year is gone, man. That's that's uh that's or at least close to it. So, I hope everybody's living their life to their fullest this year.
0: That's right, COVID, it's, right. <laughs> almost time to to break out the Christmas list.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, doctor, man, we've got a wonderful show plan for today. As we sort of teased last week, we're going to be getting into a discussion of snoring and its dental health implications. And Dr. Mann, we know that one of the biggest complaints that spouses tend to have is the snoring argument. So, uh, you know, that may interrupt both partners' quality of sleep in different ways, and that can lead to some uh, grumpiness and sleepless nights, which is never good. So, Dr. Mann, can you discuss how snoring can affect the snorer as well as the one listening to the horrid sound?
1: of snoring? They snore because they don't hear themselves snore. Uh, But the fact of the matter is um, the person who is snoring is affecting their own sleep. Most of the time they do tend to wake themselves up, especially if they get into a heavy snoring rhythm. Um, It can take them from deep sleep into light sleep. And then as we know, deep sleep is where uh, we go into REM, which is uh, the restorative sleep that we need to regenerate all the hormones and all the things that that make us feel uh, when we wake up in the morning rejuvenated. So if we don't have that uh, enough of that REM and that deep sleep, then it causes a major issue of feeling tired. So if you're snoring, feeling tired, um, then more than likely the snoring is an underlying reason why you're feeling tired. Um, you're not getting that quality sleep. And of course you are affecting your spouse, which, you know, uh, is always going to be denied because most people don't hear themselves snore unless they wake themselves up and I have a, you know, a few clients that say, Hey, you know, I can, I snore so loud that I wake myself up sometimes. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it is, it is a problem for the snore as well as the spouse who's, who's hearing it. So that's what, one of the things that I like to, um, you know, while we ask all of our patients in our office, Hey, do you snore? Because, um, there is some underlying issues that can be there, uh, that can affect their their long-term health.
0: Yeah, and it's always funny the people who deny that they snore when they do, because it's, you know, you want to say, Oh, how do you know you're you're asleep? You don't <laughs> exactly really yeah aware of what's going yeah. on here. Uh well, Dr. Mann, let's get into a, a discussion about how snoring can be an indication of other health issues because we, we've talked about this on the program before.
1: Yeah, and this is a very important one. You know, snoring is usually an indication, and and it's highly uh likable that someone has um sleep apnea. The heavier the snoring, the greater the risk that they have sleep apnea. And sleep apnea is a very underdiagnosed silent disease, much like periodontal disease that we have talked about on our show before. Uh, sleep apnea is another uh, disease. And the problem with uh, sleep apnea is it can take up to 10 to 15 years off your life if it goes undiagnosed. And that is a, that's a, uh, more than smoking. And so um, I, I tell people, you know, it, it is one of those things that we all need to be screened for. And um, the health implications that we see uh, can be, you know, early um, heart attacks, uh, high, consistently high blood pressure that can't be treated. Um, it can increase your risk for Alzheimer's, um, increase your risk for depression. Um, and there's a large list of other things that uh, go on. So um, and it can actually increase your risk for uh, having car accidents if you have sleep apnea. So that's just a few but we have to take it seriously because um, sleep apnea is one of those things that snoring is an indicator of.
0: Yeah, it's, it's serious. And I think, you know, just because maybe we relate snoring to it, we we think of it as, as harmless and that's just not the case.
1: No, it's not harmless, you know, uh, definitely not harmless to your spouse. It's not getting good sleep because it's going to make him or her very ornery, but, uh, It's also harmless and, you know, chronic blood pressure, high blood pressure is a major problem um, in America. A lot of it has to do with our diet, but a lot of it has to do with um, some uh, sleep deprivation um, and some of that's related to sleep apnea. Um, When you um, sleep 10 hours a night, 8 to 10 hours a night, and you still still feel tired when you wake up, then um, that's a problem. And uh, long-term chronic high blood pressure can cause a major problem with uh, increased risk for strokes because you're weakening your blood vessels um, when you have chronic high blood pressure. So you're increasing your risk that you could have a brain hemorrhage or that you could have some some other kind of vascular incident that, that it causes some severe uh, long-term implications. So um, if you are, uh, you know, I always encourage listeners, if you're a listener out there that has had a problem um, with high blood pressure and you can't get it treated Um, with medication, then you may consider getting a sleep study because that will um, rule out sleep apnea. But we've had a lot of patients that have had chronic um, uh, high blood pressure that when they got their sleep study, their doctors were amazed because they had hadn't really thought about, hey, they could have a sleep apnea problem in their 30s or 40s. Um, Most doctors think that obesity is is the major reason why people have sleep apnea. But I'll be honest, we've diagnosed people that are very skinny, healthy people with sleep apnea. So it's not all about just obesity and being in bad health, the reason that you have sleep apnea.
0: Yeah, there's lots of things to consider there. And it's something that we should not take lightly. It's something that could have very serious implications. And Dr. Mann, I have many more questions about you for you related to snoring and Uh, sleep apnea as well and the the health threats that it poses. We do need to take a quick break. I want to remind everyone if you would like to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Man, you can do that by going to smileman.com, smileman.com. Man has two ends at the end. From there, you can book an appointment. You can see the wide array of services that Dr. Man and his team provide, and you can also find information about his three locations. He's got an office in Garner, an office in Cary, and an office in Fuquay, Verena. Find it all online at SmileMan.com or call 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. We are taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. I am Jason Kong. I have the pleasure of being here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And today we are talking about snoring and its health implications, Mm -hmm. dental health implications as well. And we were just having a conversation about sleep apnea. Dr. Mann, let's get into sleep apnea a little bit more because that can be really hard to self-diagnose. We were kind of making some jokes earlier about not knowing... uh, whether or not you're snoring, but what are some of the the symptoms of sleep apnea?
1: Well, of course, the first one that we mentioned, snoring, is a is a huge indication. Um, and the louder the snoring, um, the the higher the chance that you ha- have apnea. So, if people are hearing you in two rooms over, the chances that you have some form of sleep apnea are, are, are greater than if you are a light snorer, um, what we call a whisperer. Uh, um, but Um, If, you know, I always tell people, if you don't have a spouse, um, you don't have a sleeping partner, then there are some apps that can help record you, especially on most phones. Um, And you just uh, can download them as a sleep app and it'll pick up snoring sounds and how much you snore. Um, So that that's the first indication. But the other major indications would be you're feeling tired during the day. And like I said earlier, if you're getting eight hours of sleep a day and you wake up and you're still feeling tired, there's a great chances. You have some form of a sleep breathing disorder and sleep apnea falls into that. Now there's sleep hypopnea and apnea and sleep hypopnea and apnea, apnea both deprive the body of oxygen. And so when the body's deprived of oxygen, you can ima- imagine the health implications that are occurring from that, because the number one thing our bodies can't live without the longest is o- oxygen. So, um, we have to, to get that oxygen, to get that quality of sleep and long-term not getting the oxygen to the cells has, has adverse consequences. So um, that you get that brain fog, you know, in the morning, and that's because of the lack of sleep and the lack of oxygen and the, the stress that you're putting on your body during the night. I always tell people, you know, when you get sleep apnea, you're basically putting your hands around your neck. When someone's trying to choke you, you can still breathe, but it's hard to breathe. And that's kind of what your body is going through. And that's why it kind of puts you in a fight or flight, um, mode when you're sleeping, because you're actually, your airways collapsing, you know, during sleep apnea and apnea, and your body's like, "Whoa, this person's being suffocated. I need to wake them up so that they can take a deep breath or so that they can go in and protect themselves. And, um, so if you're waking up a lot at night, tossing and turning, that's another indication. Um, if you're waking up choking and things like that, that's, that's also an indication that, uh, you're, you're having sleep apnea, but um, dry mouth can be an indication, grinding of your teeth. If you're a chronic grinder, that's also an indication or could be an indication of sleep apnea or hypopnea. And those are, are are probably the biggest things that we see as we started to show, you know, some of the dental implications is grinding of the teeth. You know, if you're, if you're a sleep apnea and you're grinding your teeth, you're going to wear your teeth down. You can break them. You can cause um, gum recession. So there's a lot of implications from a from a standpoint of keeping your teeth from a dental aspect when you have untreated apnea for years and years and years.
0: Yeah, and Dr. Mann, when it comes to sleep apnea, I know you screen all your patients for sleep apnea. Tell our listeners how you do this and what how this typically goes down at a dental visit.
1: Well, when the, a patient comes in, they're a little bit shocked when we start asking about you know
0: sleep. The first thing we do is we look at your
1: airway. And, um, there's four, uh, Petty, uh, came up with a way that we can screen within seconds. And it really is when we look at the back of your throat, can we see with your tongue slightly, um, out, can we see your airway or is it blocked? Um, and there's four categories. Is it fully open? Is it uh, a quarter of the way blocked? Is it half of the way blocked? Or is it all the way blocked? And those are the four categories that we, that we see. So, um, and we rate the people, and if they're in, if they're in a category three and four, and then they answer yes to some of the symptoms that I I uh, I talked about earlier, like um, are you feeling tired during the day? Do you snore? Things like that. Then we'll actually send them home with a pulse oximeter, and it's free for all of our patients that we feel like need to get screened. And that pulse oximeter measures the oxygen levels in your blood while you're sleeping. If your oxygen levels drop below 92%, then your body or your brain is sending a signal to you to wake up. And it's also sending a signal to your heart to start beating faster because your oxygen levels are dropping. So that will put you into a light sleep that we talked about. Uh, Once um, we get that pulse oximeter back and we notice if there's a significant number of drops coinciding with an elevation in heart rate um, within a given hour, then that screening um, is, is, is an indication that we need to get what we call a diagnosis, and that's when we will um, pair our patient up with a sleep physician by teleconference or telemed, and they will prescribe a sleep study. Now, sleep studies can be done in two ways. One, they can be done at home, and those are very reliable when uh, they are trying to diagnose sleep apnea, and the patient wears that the straps around their chest and they wear some, um, some things, um, on their finger and, um, and it'll, it, it basically will diagnose sleep apnea. They wear it a night, they bring it back to our office. We download it and we can send it to that sleep position that ordered the test. The other way is they can go to a sleep center and sleep overnight. Now that's a little more involved test and it can, um, detect many other things other than just sleep apnea but most for the most part people go with the take home because then they're in their own bed and it's comfortable once we get those results then we can uh, we get a diagnosis from the actual sleep position and recommended treatment and we sit down with our patient and we go over that with them
0: well if you would like to get a consultation like that with Dr. Mann you can go to smileman.com from there you can book an appointment to see him SmileMan.com. Com. Man has two ends at the end, and you can also call the office. The phone number is 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. And at SmileMan.com, you can also find information about Dr. Man's three offices in Cary, in Fuquay, Verena, and in Garner, SmileMan.com. Com. We are taking a quick break, but we'll have more on sleep apnea right after this. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. You are listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 985, AM 680, WPTF. News, talk, traffic. Don't forget, you can always find more information about Dr. Mann at smileman.com. Man has two ends at the end, smileman.com. That is the website to go to. And if you want to email Dr. Mann, you can do that at drman at smileman.com. We're talking all about snoring and sleep apnea and the implications that that may have on our dental health. And Dr. Mann, you've gone over uh, some symptoms that we can look out for, how you screen your patients at your office. Well, let's get into the treatment discussion now. And we've discussed in the past that sleep apnea can be treated with oral dental appliances. Can you tell us a little bit about how those work?
1: Well, when you're um, diagnosed with sleep apnea, you fall into three categories. You fall into mild, moderate, or severe. And you're, the number of times that you have the apnea event per hour, um, that that's what uh, categorizes you. If you fall into the mild and moderate category, which a lot of people do, then um, the, most of, um, of the sleep physicians will give you an option of a CPAP, which most people are, are aware of, um, or um, they'll give you an option of a mandibular advancement device, an oral appliance. And these oral appliances um, actually hold your lower jaw out. And the reason these work is because what causes apnea is a collapse of the soft tissue in your airway. And when your lower jaw is out, what happens is your tongue follows the lower jaw forward. And it also tightens the tissue up in the back of your throat. And it keeps that tissue from collapsing so that it doesn't create those apnea and apopnea events. And so we, we can um, uh, you know, treat patients so that uh, if they, when they wear this mouthpiece, they have no apnea events at night uh, in the mild to moderate category. When you have severe apnea, almost all sleep physicians, including myself, um, would recommend that uh, you try the CPAP first. And, and most insurance companies will as well. Now, there's a lot of people out there who have gotten a CPAP and they're CPAP intolerant. And I'm telling you right now, you need to either wear the CPAP or if you feel you can't, you need to come into our office and and think um, about getting a mandibular advancement device because we've got a lot of patients who will not wear their CPAP, CPAP intolerant, and we fitted them with a device and we've got them down to um, no apnea events or into the mild category. So it's better to be in the mild category or not having apnea events at all with this device than it is to not treat it and have severe apnea. So um, remember what I said, you know, if it goes untreated, you're taking about 10 to 15 years off your life. That's what the studies are showing. So um, it's very important that it's treated once it's diagnosed. um, And even in the mild category, um, you want to treat it because it can have those adverse effects that we discussed earlier. Uh, from a medical uh, implication. Um, but again, if you're a CPAP person and you don't want that route, you do have the option of the uh, mandibular advancement, deva- advancement device. There are some surgical routes out there as well that can be done. Um, that's a little more invasive. We don't see a lot of patients that are are moving uh, in that ru- in that route. Um, but, you know, that is an option for patients. And, uh, you know, there's, there's quite a few oil surgeons and ear, nose and throat doctors that are, that are doing those surgeries now to help patients um, that have apnea. But, you know, there's not a, some of those surgeries work and some of them don't. So um, that's something that that the patient has to realize as well when they're going into an invasive uh, procedure like that. But um, the, the main thing again, and I'll reiterate it, is you must get it treated once you're diagnosed um, or else you can, you know, have some serious uh, consequences. We had a 45-year-old that was, um, diagnosed with severe sleep apnea. And this is really what caused me to get into sleep apnea. And she was a patient of mine. And every time she would come in, I would ask her, hey, are you wearing your CPAP? No, I just can't wear it. I can't wear it. Well, she was a great patient, a long term patient. She ended up, you know, having a brain hemorrhage. And the result was from um, her having severe sleep apnea uh, per the doctor that that uh, and, 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 you know, her family that we talked to. And, uh, you know, that's unfortunate because I think if she'd have worn her CPAP and or treated it with an oral appliance, she might still be here with us today. So it kind of made me start looking into uh, the oral appliances and also, you know, screening in my office uh, so that we can help those people avoid dying early because it can lead to an early death.
0: Yeah, that is very sad and it's, it's unnecessary given what is available in terms of treatment. Dr. Mann, before we head out today, I want to get to the pocketbook question. Will mm-hmm. dental insurance cover a sleep apnea appliance?
1: That, that is a, uh, a no. Um, dental insurance does not cover sleep apnea. However, in our office, we file medical claims and your medical claims will help cover sleep apnea uh, appliances. Um, just like they would help you cover the CPAP, um, they will help cover the appliances. And you know, like I like I told people, you know, you really have to choose what you think is going to be best for you. But if you're looking at a monetary standpoint, the minimum advancement device, the oil appliance, is a lot cheaper long term, long in the long term, uh, long run than the CPAP. Because the CPAP, you constantly have to change out your filters. You have to clean it, change out your hoses. And um, with the oil appliance device, these things are 3D printed now, and they have a five-year warranty. They'll probably last 10. But uh, my point is, in the long run, you're going to pay a lot less for an oil appliance than you would for a CPAP. So either one usually is covered with your medical. Uh, Depending on your medical insurance, if you have a deductible or not, they will apply to your deductible. Medical insurance are very good about covering it because they know the health implications that it does cause, and they want to prevent these.
0: Yeah, and prevention is is the key there because, as you said, once it uh, becomes a serious issue, and if it becomes prolonged, then it can take years off your life, and that is that is not something that. We want anyone to have to deal with because it really is unnecessary. If you need to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Man, if some of these symptoms that we've talked about today sound familiar, maybe you have a spouse kind of nudging you saying, Hey, this, this sounds familiar. You, you want to get that checked out. Schedule an appointment to see Dr. Man. Go to smileman.com. Mm-hmm. Man has two ends at the end. Smile Man. It's so easy to book an appointment online. You can also find information about the other services that Dr. Mann and his team provide. You can also find out which office location is nearest to you. Dr. Mann has three of them, one in Cary, one in Garner, and one in Fuquay, Verena. Find more information online at smileman.com. Or if you prefer to call the office, you can do that by calling 919-462- 93389194629338 Dr. Mann, what do we have on tap for next week?
1: We're going to talk about pediatric dentistry and since it's summer already and people are out and having a good time and exercising, we're also going to talk a little bit about pedi- pediatric trauma to the mouth and um, and and give and give some uh, pointers
0: to uh, those parents that are listening. Excellent. That's good to hear. Hey, football season is around the corner and, you know, sports are going to be picking up soon. So that's some stuff that we want to make sure that we have on our radar. Don't forget smileman.com is the website to find more information about Dr. Man. If you missed a portion of this show and want to go back and listen to it or listen to other episodes of Teeth Talk, you can go online to wptf.com, just click on the podcast button, find Teeth Talk and there you can listen to the entire archive of shows that Dr. Man has uh, very thoughtfully provided for us all. We are out of time for today. I want to thank you so much for joining us. We hope you will do it again next Sunday at 4.30. This has been Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a great day.